you know, stay the course. Um, uh, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody can't be a leader. So uh, if, if that's the path that you're going to choose, then, then that's great. But if you decide at some point that uh, it's not for you, then, then check out. But there are so many resources that are out there, uh, organizations across the country. Like, Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jennifer Shouse of Jennifer Shouse and Associates. Jennifer, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be with you today, Gresham. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Jennifer so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Jennifer runs a successful consulting firm in the heart of Washington, D.C. Jennifer and her team started the business almost 20 years ago with a passion to help businesses understand and navigate the complex market of federal government contracting. In short, the firm helps established firms identify opportunities and secure the right tools in order to be successful in winning these competitive contracts. Clients include major Fortune 500 firms, publicly traded entities, and a host of product and service and software firms from around the globe. Jennifer has compiled a vast library of over 450 complimentary webinars on public sector procurement. Pre-COVID, the firm curated and hosted networking events for government contractors at the notable John F. Kennedy Center and other fashionable venues. Jennifer, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am ready. Yes. So let's, uh, let's rock and roll ready to share my story. Absolutely. Let's do it then. So to kind of jump into everything, just as you said, I want to hear a little bit more on how you guys started what I like to call your CEO story. Sure. So uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And uh, I think I knew from a young age that uh, I wanted to have my own uh, quote unquote thing, uh, which then uh, evolved into a business. But you have to start somewhere and you have to have uh, knowledge uh, of how to do something or you have to have a product. Uh, and paired with that, you also need then customers. So those are the two biggest uh, pieces of the puzzle for starting a business, in my opinion. Um, so I started out working for some companies that were uh, selling services to the federal government. And uh, that's what people in DC do. You either work for the government or you're, you're somewhere uh, selling to them or somewhere in that mix. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt that there was a gap as far as uh, some of the midsize and smaller companies that were kind of scratching their head and, and didn't really know the the way around Washington and how to navigate within the agencies. Um, and so I picked up that knowledge through uh, being a full-time employee with some companies and uh, I felt that would be a good piece of intelligence to package up and sell. Uh, and through attending trade shows and networking events and shaking the right hands, uh, I started to build a little bit of a pipeline and uh, had some customers on the side until I felt confident and strong enough to uh, to cut the umbilical cord with the employer and uh, and then launch my own uh, business. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, you know, telling us a little bit more about, you know, how you got to where you are. And I love too that you talked about, I think so many times when people start businesses, they think people just kind of wake up and are born and then decide to start a business. But seeing how you were able to kind of have those conversations in, in that government um, space and the government contracting space sounds like it, it provided some, um, I guess, stepping stones for you to be able to, to start your business. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I didn't want the model where I just uh, was going to quit a job and get a bank loan and rent office space. I wanted to kind of, um, you know, piece by piece build it and, and shape it exactly how I wanted to without being, you know, tethered to a bank with, you know, paying back anything. I, I'd rather live a little more debt free and, uh, uh and really just, you know, hunt for, for customers and continue to build uh, services and products that uh, were based on what they were telling us uh, their needs were. Uh, and that's really kind of how our, our offerings grew over the years. It started out as really just uh, helping government contractors get onto, I'll call it a vendor shortlist, uh, very similar to, say, Amazon, eBay, or any of these online marketplaces where there's like you type in whatever it is you're looking for. So in the government uh, scenario, it might be bulletproof vest, it might be fighter jets, it might be Xerox paper. And so they would go to this specific website and, and get a list of vendors that were pre-qualified. So we would help companies get onto this pre-qualified list. Uh, but then we learned that they also needed help, that our customers then also needed help with proposal writing, because when the government uh, buys anything, they're going to have to put out a solicitation and get three quotes and come back and compare the pricing and the quality and, and everything else before they make a decision. So uh, again, our service offerings expanded based on what we were hearing our customers' needs were. And while we don't want to be everything to everybody, we kind of focused on the pieces that made sense. And that's how I decided who to bring on as far as uh, employees and uh, you know, who was best suited to, uh, to help me build the business and people that were qualified, but also invested in, um, you know, really wanting to provide high quality service to our customers. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. And I love how you said that final piece about providing that really, you know, high quality service to the customers, because I, I love, you know, how you've been able to kind of build and grow the business, because I think so many times we forget that, you know, you can set and create the business, you know, in whatever way you feel is going to make that most impact and, and have that most um I guess, high level of service that you're providing to your clients. But I think as you said so well, is like so many times when you do take on bank loans or investments or have maybe even other people that are um, providing capital to your venture, sometimes it takes a lot of the ownership away. And at the heart of it, sometimes takes us away from where and how we wanted to see our business. So I love that you've been able to kind of grow it and, and see and, and stay in tune to your clients and understand how you can best serve them. Um, I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And it can be for yourself personally or the business or a combination of both but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique i'll say um that is uh somewhat of our i'll say secret sauce or what makes mm -hmm. us unique is uh that high quality of course we have competitors you know who doesn't but uh i'm i'm a foodie uh i'll admit i, I like a nice restaurant and, and high quality service uh who doesn't and I don't mind paying a little bit extra knowing that that's exactly what I'm going to get. So um, I like uh, for us to be 
us, meaning the services and products that we're providing, as well as how we deliver uh, the products to our customers. Uh, I like it to be, I'll use the food analogy here, a, you know, Michelin star type service. We, mm-hmm. we want to be a Michelin ta- star type organization. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And um, I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Sure. So I think always uh, striving to listen to the the customer. And for me as a CEO, that can be uh, the folks on my team, uh, their interactions with our customers, their interactions with each other, coming up with ideas or, or new ways to uh, approach business or internal organization and tracking or, you know, all of the different uh, moving pieces of the, the business. Um the, uh, there was CEO of Southwest Airlines, Herb Keller, I believe his name was, and he had written a book. This is, gosh, probably going back uh, 20 years ago, but uh, the premise is basically, uh, or the cliff, the cliff note or the cliff sentence in a nutshell is basically listen to your customers and let them drive your business. You know, what are their needs? What is the gap? And, and basically fill it. And so I, I try to, um, remind myself and focus on that. Sometimes I come up with ideas and, oh, let's try this, let's try that. And then I just have to to check myself and say, is this something that is going to be valuable? Is it needed? Can we generate money by doing this? And, you know, in the long run, is this going to be good for, is this something that our, our customers or potential prospects uh, would find valuable or do they need? Is it going to help them? So I think just always kind of, um, keeping things in check, uh, having a sounding board internally and externally to, to make sure you're on the right track is always helpful. Awesome. 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 And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice, something if you hopped into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. You know, stay the course. Um, uh, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody can't be a leader. So uh, if, if that's the path that you're going to choose, then, then that's great. But if you decide at some point that uh, it's not for you, then, then check out. But there are so many resources that are out there, uh, organizations across the country like uh, SCORE, which is provides um, mentorship and they're, they're funded through government grants. So there are people there that you can usually find uh, within your industry um, that will uh, provide advice, be a sounding board, be a cheerleader for you, but then also, you know, not just be a a cheerleader all the time and kind of tell you uh, if and when maybe you're doing something wrong or some other things that you may want to consider, you know, should you hit a a hiccup or or what you think is maybe a, a rough patch. So... I absolutely um, appreciate that nugget. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So what does being a CEO mean to you? I think that's uh, part of being a CEO is uh, using these resources that you shouldn't be the one sending the invoices. You should relinquish control and uh, have a a bookkeeper. Uh, And the more that you can get off of your plate with administrative tasks, the more successful you'll be because ultimately as a CEO, you should be the face of the business. You should be out there shaking the hands, looking at prospects eye to eye over uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or whatever it is, a golf game, a tennis game. Um, 
uh, networking event, whatever it is, uh, to really build the business, explain what it is you do, what's your value proposition, why they should work with you. Uh, people work with people at the end of the day and people work, want to work with people that they like. So, um, you know, if you're behind the scenes working on uh, invoicing or, uh, you know, the marketing plan, I mean, all of these things you certainly need to touch and be involved in and oversee. But um, again, those should be the pieces that the CEO should be uh, relinquishing control on. Jennifer, truly appreciate that. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find about all those things you and your team are working on. Sure. No, uh, and thank you, Gresham. I really appreciate the opportunity to share time. Um, and I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm a woman typically of few words, so I'm just going to say stay the course, uh, but also don't be afraid to adapt. Uh, but make sure that you're not just having knee-jerk reactions. If something goes wrong one day, you may think the sky is falling and suddenly you're ready to give up on, on your business and you want to be a full-time employee somewhere else. Um, that's not always the, uh, the right answer. And you know, sometimes it might be for certain people, but uh, bad, you know, good things and bad things are going to happen throughout life in both your business and your, your personal uh, life. But uh, for the business side, just, uh, you know, stay the course and um, be confident in what you're doing. Uh, believe in what you're doing and, and do it well. Uh, as far as getting in touch with me, uh, the website's very simple. It's just uh, my name. So jenniferschaus.com, which is J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-C-H-A-U-S.com. Phone number is uh, area code 202-365-0598. And uh, we're based in downtown Washington, D.C., but uh, happy to talk to anybody from the U.S. or uh, anywhere on the planet, really. So uh, again, thank you all for your time. Absolutely. We thank you too as, as well, Jennifer. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I love that last kind of um, piece of advice as well too, because I think it could be sometimes a frustrating, you know, marathon or a journey. But when we do kind of hit those roadblocks or those speed bumps or, or potholes sometimes, it's so important to make sure that we stay the course. We, we don't lose sight or get tied into like how we're necessarily doing something, but we do want to stay in line with our vision. And if we know, as we learned probably during this past year and a half, sometimes we have to adjust and change how we're doing something, but the mission and vision is still there. So I appreciate that reminder tremendously. Um, and of course, your time as well, too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.